Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. Jesus, I believe, is here today. We worship him already, amen? amen? But right now, I want to invite you to talk to him. Is that okay? Amen. So let's bow our heads as we ask him to be the one to speak to us today. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we love you, Lord. Oh, Father, you brought us here today, Lord, safely, yes, clothed, and in our right minds. And as we've heard already, there are some in our church that aren't able to do that. And so, Father, because we are here, because we can hear and see and feel and touch, Lord, we have a right to say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. for what you have done for yes. us, for what you're doing here at the Faith Fellowship Seventh-day Adventist Church. There is a work to be done, Father, and I pray that you'd stir our hearts, that you'd stir the preacher's hearts today as we listen to what you have to say from your word. Yes. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Let everyone say, Amen. 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 When Jesus jumped. I can hear him now on Sabbath morning. He's either a pastor or an elder or a personal ministries director, and maybe you've seen this in your experience in church. They come to a pulpit very much like this one, and they speak to the congregation. They let the congregation know that in the next three months, we're going to be engaged in doing evangelism. And they speak, as they're speaking, they're speaking with a mixture of dread and excitement because They've experienced often what happens. You've been there. Uh, the congregation, maybe some of them are there that are spiritually constipated and have not done anything for the Lord in a while. Yeah. Hear this and they interpret it that what needs to happen is that in the next few months we need to go into our communities. Amen? Oh. And we need to go and knock on some doors. We need to pass out some tracts. We need to yes. pass right. out some handbills and right. pray that somebody we've invited comes to the house of God That's for the evangelistic right. meeting. That's right. And so you possibly then hear a series of sermons that are based on evangelism and That's right. soul winning and bringing somebody to Jesus. And then maybe some seminars and some workshops are then conducted on how to be a better effective soul winner in your community for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so eventually the actual series begins, and so for the first few nights, maybe you've experienced this as well, there's a good, decent crowd, there's, there's a relatively full house, and, and maybe a guest or two shows up, but as you get a little bit further into the meeting, maybe the last two to one week left in the series, maybe you only have a faithful few. And maybe a guest or two graces the doors of the church and graces the pews of the church. 
And when it's all said and done, possibly there's maybe some children, maybe three children that get baptized. Maybe there's one former Seventh-day Adventist Christian who gets baptized. And maybe you have one brand new Seventh-day Adventist Christian believer. And what often happens is one of two reactions at the conclusion of this experience. Either they say, oh, that was nice doing evangelism. Let's do that again in the next two to three years. Or others will say, you know, I'm not doing that again. Friends of mine, this is not the experience of Jesus and the 12 disciples, and now 70, as we're about to read in Luke chapter 10. Amen. I want to tell you that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is a master evangelist. Yes. Amen. Jesus yes. is a master disciple maker. Amen. I want to tell you that in Luke chapter 9, in the previous chapter, Jesus already sent out the disciples. It was 12 initially. You know, I got excited as I was sitting here because I began to look at this congregation. And I said, you know, Jesus sent out just a chapter before 12. But as you get to the chapter that we're about to journey through today, he now sends out 70. Amen. And as I was sitting here and I was just experiencing the worship with you, I said to myself, I wonder, I wonder if we have, and I haven't counted, but I think we could have almost 12 today. I wonder what would happen if Jesus sent out from here 12. Mm -hmm. If not too long after, he'd have to send out 70. Amen. I wondered that as I sat here and I experienced the worship amen, today. Amen, amen. So I think that this is most appropriate. But by the next chapter, Luke reports 70 disciples being sent out by Jesus. And in the experience of these 70 disciples being sent out by Jesus is modeled for us the result of true evangelism and discipleship. And what it does in the life of a believer. In Luke chapter 10, we will discover two principles. How many principles did I say? Two. Two principles for joy. Everyone say joy. Joy-filled disciple-making that, get this, may even Jesus jump. Turn with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 17, and let's read the word of God together. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, Then the 70 returned with joy, everyone say joy, joy. with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice. Because your names are written in heaven, friends of mine today. I want to stop by to tell you that disciple-making brings joy to your own heart. Disciple-making brings joy to the Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Disciple-making brings joy to the heart of the believer. 
I remember when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, my wife and I had just gotten married in 2006, October 2006. It is almost five years. And so I am a happily married young man. But I remember after we got married, we'd already been involved in evangelism in our local church. We were coming from Plantation, Florida. And we moved to Atlanta because my company moved me to Atlanta. And I was starting a brand new career there. Well, not a new career, but a new job and a new office. And I also remember that when I got there, I looked for the closest church that was near my community. It was a, a multicultural church. It was a very you know, mid-sized church, but very active in evangelism. And so I got excited about that. And I said, what a powerful witness for the community. It's right here near where, my, where we bought our home. And so I said, Lord, what can I do for your service? And so I went there. Immediately, I got involved in the personal ministries department. I said, I want to be involved in soul winning. Absolutely. And you got to understand also, this was around the same time that the Lord was impressing my heart deeply to get involved in evangelism, but more so, he was impressing my heart to eventually surrender to him and come here to the Seventh-day Adventist Theological Seminary. So I was experiencing the call of God in my life. But I got involved at the local church there, and I got to be honest with you. Can I be honest with you today? Can I be real with you today? When I got there, I got involved in the personal ministries department, and it, 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 it dawned on me that not everybody was as excited as I was. Not everybody was excited about sharing the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we went out to get involved in evangelism. There was an evangelistic effort coming up, and I remember while I was there, I said, something is missing in this experience. Yes. There has to be some kind of joy. There has to be something that radiates on your face when you talk about Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. Something has got to happen inside of you. So we went out to the community and I said to myself, I said, if I wasn't a Christian, if I was not a believer, I would not believe them. Amen. Because when they go to the doors, there's nothing that shows on their face that says, I know Jesus Christ, but that I even know anything about him. However, my wife and I still decided we want to get involved in evangelism. So what we did is that we looked at the scriptures. We looked at Acts, for instance, Acts chapter 2, towards the end of Acts chapter 2. And it says that they met from home to home and they broke bread together. And the Lord added to them daily those that were being saved. And we said, you know what? Knocking on doors is good. We said doing an evangelistic meeting is good. That's Witnessing right. on the job is good. But I see here in Scripture that they build relationship in the context of small groups in the home, in the community where they live. And I said, you know what? That's something that Andrew and I need to do. And so we decided to hold a small group in our home. We said, God, thank you for this house that you gave us. That's right. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a job where I can now have a home like this, but I don't just want this house to be about me. And so we decided we were going to have a small group in our home, make it evangelistic and discipleship focused and invite our friends, maybe have a meal or two or have some refreshments and study the word of God, get to know Jesus Christ together. Amen. Amen. So Amen. one young lady that we invited, her name is Nikki, and we love her to death. She is such a sweetheart, but she decided to be a part of our small group. And no matter what we talked about in that small group, no matter what we studied, whether it was a Seventh-day Adventist teaching, or whether it was a narrative, a story in the Bible, or whether it was some, some chapter in the Bible, Old or New Testament, every time we studied the Word of God, we were looking for one thing, and that was Jesus. Amen. 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 It was Jesus. Amen. She was seeing Jesus in the sanctuary message. She was seeing Jesus in the second coming. Jesus Amen. in the Sabbath. 
and we could not stop her from wanting to get baptized. She said, I need to join your church. Amen. So I said, all right, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and let's plan a schedule a date. I spoke to my pastor. We scheduled a date. But you got to understand also something else. She was coming from a Pentecostal background. As a matter of fact, her family were leaders in a Pentecostal church that was not too far from our Seventh-day Adventist church. And so, you know, they weren't too happy about this experience of what she was having, connecting with this group, this Seventh-day Adventist church. And so she comes back and she says, you know, my parents aren't too happy about this decision. So we, in our small group, we got together, we prayed for her. But because the Lord was having such a powerful impact on her life, and because they were beginning to see the evidence of what God was doing and what those truths were doing in her life, eventually they came to the point where they said, you know what? We're coming to your baptism. Right. Her grandmother came, her father came, her brothers and sisters came, and they all were there. My wife videotaped the experience so that she could have it to view it for years to come. And I was there, my pastor actually gave me the um, opportunity to actually be there and baptize her in the water with her, to be there with her. And so I was experiencing joy, friends, in soul building. I was seeing God move. And I said, something has to be missing in the life of a believer if they're not having this experience. That's right. Something is missing. We can come to church and we can... We can take in all the wonderful worship and, and the word of God being broken, but, but the truth of the matter is until we share it, friends, we're missing an experience. He sends out 12, and then he sends out 70. Something happened. And so my wife and I, just being impressed by that, we said, you know what? We need to start a ministry. We call it Living for Him Ministries, based on 2 Corinthians 5.15, which says, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, Amen. but should live for him who died and rose again. That's so that birthed our ministry, Living for Him Ministries. Um, we also said, let's have a slogan. We call it Experience the Joy of Life in Christ. That's our slogan. Because we believe that discipleship and evangelism is the joy of the life that we have as believers. Amen. Friends of mine, this is the experience of the 70 disciples here in Luke chapter 10. They were experiencing the joy of bringing souls to Jesus Christ, and they couldn't keep it to themselves. As a matter of fact, go with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 1, because it says there that Jesus sent them out before his face. I just love that imagery. Before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he proceeds to give them instructions for the journey. But things started to get even more exciting when they came back. From their missionary journey. Verse 17 says that they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And yes, that may be true because there is reason to get excited when demons are subject to your names because at the name of Jesus, demons have to tremble. When you go out into your community in the name of Jesus Christ, they can't come against you. That's right. The Bible says here that they will in no means hurt you That's right. That's because you've gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I can already see the smile starting to emerge on the face of Jesus. As if to take their excitement up a few notches to a fever pitch, Jesus then turns to them and says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
He's taking their minds back to when he, the pre-incarnate Christ, kicked out Satan and his rebel angels from heaven with such dynamite power Amen. that it was as though it were lightning falling from heaven. And all the disciples can barely contain themselves at this point. And friends of mine, you've got to place yourself in the text as Jesus then turns to you and says, Behold, I give you authority. Yes. I give you authority when you go out into your community, when you go on your job, when you go to your schools. Behold, I give you authority when you go into your community in the name of Jesus Christ. Behold, I give you power over the enemy. Behold, I give you authority. Jesus is giving you authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you go, Satan must fall. By now, the disciples are all worked up about the power and authority that Christ has given them. But lest they get excited about that power, lest they allow it to get to their heads, Jesus then seeks to clarify for them what they really should be getting excited about. Jesus says, rejoice. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Yes, you're a leader of a ministry. And yes, you may have given Bible studies before. And yes, you may have brought people to Jesus and baptized many souls. But if you want to get excited, Jesus says, get excited because you're saved. Yeah. Get excited about those who will be coming to Christ through your ministry. Yeah. Jesus says, I say to you likewise that there will be more joy in heaven, he says later on in Luke. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That is something to give God glory about. Thank you, Jesus. But yet there is another reason to be excited. There's another reason to rejoice when it comes to making disciples. And this is actually my favorite reason for making disciples for Jesus Christ. Go with me to verse 21. Luke 10, verse 21. And I want you to really hear these words, friends. The Bible says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the heart of Son of Jesus. Disciple making brings joy to the heart of God. Friends, I want to bring joy to the heart of my Jesus. What about you? You know, growing up, I love to remember uh, this one picture of Jesus that my mom put in our room. And you've probably seen pictures of Jesus. You know, they may be very Eurocentric and the portrait style picture. And my mom decided to put one inside of our room, my brother and I. And she put it in the very center of our room. And that picture of Jesus, maybe you've seen it, he looks very solemn, very serious, very pensive. I mean, his eyes were very penetrating. And you could just walk over here to the right. And his eyes are still fixed on you. And you can walk over here. That's my left, actually, the other right. And, 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 and his eyes are still fixed on you. And I think my mom to this day put that there because she needed to keep my brother and I out of trouble. Amen. But no matter where you went, the eyes of Jesus were fixed on you. That was the picture of Jesus that stayed in my mind as I grew up. Friends, what picture of Jesus did you grow up with? 
What was your picture of Jesus? Friends, Luke paints a picture of Jesus in verse 21 that I know will challenge some of your pictures of Jesus. Are you ready? Luke says, in that hour, verse 21, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. You say, okay, preacher, what's so challenging about that? It's not so challenging until you understand what that word rejoice means in the original language. In the Greek, the word for rejoice is agalaio. Say agalaio. Agalaio. The literal definition of the word is to jump for joy, to exalt, to be exceedingly glad, with exceeding joy, to rejoice greatly. The word agalaio comes from another primary root word, which means to jump, to leap, to spring up. I love how Pastor Jackie Kirkwood puts it. She says, reflecting on this text, she says, can you picture this? The Lord got so excited in the Holy Ghost that he leaped up and began to jump for joy and to be not just glad, but exceedingly glad with great joy. Rejoice is a word used in the Old Testament quite yeah, a bit that's right. as well. In Psalms 13, 5 yeah. and 6, it says, it says that uh, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Yeah. That's right. I will sing to the Lord because he has dwelt bountifully with me. That's yeah. right. The Hebrew word for rejoice corresponds with the Greek word agalaio. Okay. The Hebrew definition for rejoice is to get this, spin around oh, under the go. influence of any violent emotion. That's right. To rejoice, to be glad, to be Joyful. Can you imagine the scene? The 70 disciples have returned with joy. Then Jesus leaps or jumps for joy. Why are they so excited, friends? Why is Jesus and the disciples rejoicing? I want to tell you today, it's the same reason why you are going to rejoice here at Faith Fellowship. Because souls are coming into the kingdom of God. The sick are being healed. Those with Alzheimer's are getting delivered. And friends, if you want to bring joy to the heart of Jesus, then get involved in disciple-making for the Lord Jesus Christ. And now I know that some of you may be intimidated about going and making disciples. You may be saying to yourself, I'm not a pastor or an evangelist, CJ. I can't bring someone to Christ. Isn't that the pastor's job, some people often want to say. But my friends, the truth of the matter is that the pastor is not the only minister in the church. Every member, every disciple, every Christian is commissioned by Christ to go and make disciples of all nations. Every member is a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's even more amazing about this, friends, is that God believes in you. He believes that you can do it. He believes that you can do it. He has designed soul winning to be the very joy of your Christian experience. And it was the joy of Jesus' experience. Jesus felt so much joy that he jumped because souls were being drawn to him. I want to tell you today, friends, go to Zephaniah 3, verse 17, because Jesus does jump. I want you to go to Zephaniah 
3.17. I love this scripture because it says, and I want you to hear this because God is saying this directly to you today. The Bible says, the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice. There goes that word. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. Oh, somebody needs to hear that today. Amen. Quiet you with his love, friends. Regardless of whatever you're going through, he will quiet you. I think of Jesus when he says, peace. Be still to the storm. You've got storms in your life. Jesus says, peace. Be still. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice, there it goes again, mm. over you with sin. Your God rejoices over you with we, we heard some beautiful music today as we were singing today. As you were lifting your voices up to the Lord Jesus Christ, but I wonder, as we're rejoicing in Jesus today, is Jesus rejoicing over you today? My Bible says that he does. My Bible says that he does. Just imagine God rejoicing over you and singing. Nothing makes him rejoice more than when men and women, filled with the Holy Ghost, pursue the mission of God on the earth and make disciples. It touches the very heart of God. I just want to tell you this today. Why do you think God's giving you the job? Why do you think he has you in the community that you're in right now? Why are we here at Dawajiyak? There's some joy to be had, friends. There's some joy to be had. There is some joy to be had. When you go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, let's not assume that everyone living in the zip code 49047 are disciples of Jesus Christ. Don't assume that people in your neighborhoods are all disciples of Jesus Christ. Let's not assume, and dare I say it, that because someone attends faith fellowship, that they are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. One may even bear the name, dare I say it, Seventh-day Adventist Christian, and may not be a disciple yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yes. Friends, first I want to say to you today, as I'm closing, make sure that you are a disciple of Jesus Amen. Make sure that you're walking and talking with Jesus. Get in your word. My wife and I love to listen to the scriptures uh, audio, the audio yes. Bible in the yes. morning. We have our devotions yes. that way. And I love when we wake up that yes. way. We go to sleep that way. Yes. Throughout the day, I'm thinking about my Lord. And I'm thinking about how good he's been to me when yes. I don't deserve it. And his grace and his mercy. And mm, God is good. Yes. Walk with Jesus, friends. Yes. Tell somebody. You may not be able to give a Bible study. Or maybe you think you don't know how to do a Bible study. I really want to tell you, your testimony is all the Bible study some people need. I heard beautiful testimonies today. I want you to hear the voice of Jesus to you today. Disciples of Jesus Christ. This is your marching orders. He says to you, all authority has been given to me in heaven. Yes. And the next words that you're about to hear is based on the authority of Jesus Christ. In order that if you do not do what what he's about to say next, it is disobedient to the authority of the king of the universe. Verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples, not just members. 
not just converts, disciples of all nations. Of all nations. Disciples. Friends, in doing so, you will bring joy to the heart of Jesus. And if you want to bring joy to the heart of Jesus, I just want you to signify that by the lifting of your hands right now. You want to bring joy to the heart of Jesus. Thank you. I believe God sees your hands right now. And I believe that the angels rejoice when they see this because angels have been sent here as ministering spirits to help you bring joy to the heart of Jesus through so many. And I believe they rejoice when we make decisions in his presence today. My wife and I are going to sing a song to you right now in closing. I pray that as you hear the words of this song because they are powerful, because they touch our, our own hearts, but they've become my testimony. Um, the song is called, I Will Go, in response to this commission that we just read. It's a response to God who dances, who rejoices, who sings over you. It's a response to Him, and it's a response to the Great Commission. I pray that it will be your response, too, that you will go for Him. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend his reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.